proof. This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls thing up three. Now. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. You know, we talk a lot about the uh, National Blowout League, Ryan. Hornets and Pistons tied at 52. Wizards and Timberwolves tied at 45 right now. Miami's got a one-point lead over Memphis. Terry Rozier making his Miami Heat debut. Close games tonight. That's what we want to see. Of course, the big news, Jim Harbaugh taking the head coaching job with the Chargers. He will now take a team that has underachieved for years and has lost you, Ryan, so much money over the years. It now will be different. And I'm happy for you, and I'm happy for all five Chargers fans out there. Yeah, buddy. Jimmy Harbaugh. (laughs) Back to the National Football League to save Justin Herbert from mediocrity. If you were one of those guys calling Justin Herbert just a social media quarterback, You better delete those tweets. You better wipe yourself clean because he's coming for that ass. He's coming to terrorize (laughs) the league. Most passing yards, MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs, commercials with that glorious hair. Justin Herbert coming to a big screen near you. Patrick Mahomes with your Kermit voice. (laughs) You better be worried. Really quick, though, let me tell you about this Instagram thing, okay? Oh, yeah, so what? There seems to be a lot going on over there for you. Because my phone just continues to blow up. I I just turn the notifications off. I never even go on Instagram. I'm not really a grammar. I'm more of a uh, actually, like, just real-life kind of person. I'm actually a big fan of our social team just giving us the content to put on our own because that's really all I want to do anymore now. I've done enough pictures of my dog and my vacations, and uh, I just pretty much go all the stuff that we do on this show. So the more you guys put, the more we'll put on Instagram. And as you can see, we'll argue with people. I hate, Good job, guys. I hate social media, <laughs> right? There's a couple things I like about about the gram, right? Okay. Girls. One. Right. Like, of right. course I knew you were going to say that. Uh, college football beat reporters. Oh, your wife just texted you. Number oh. two. She knows. <laughs> she knows. College football beat reporters. Number two, I need my injury reports, all my weather reports, all that stuff, right? But why Instagram? Not, oh, I'm just talking social oh, media. Oh, so social media. Okay. Yeah, all right. I got you. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Grams, the girls. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and work work things, of course. And then uh, <laughs> Twitter is my news and information. Mm-hmm. But I hate it. I hate social media. I hate Facebook. You know, like we talked about the other night, I'm on the side of the road. I think I'm going to die. My uh, my car, I got a tow truck coming for $400. I got a Jeez. new tire coming for another $200. That's all I could think about. I'm like, just take my life, to be honest. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to pay this money for this. There goes, there goes all my damn <laughs> NFC conference t- championship money all just through the window. Anyway... Uh, and my mom's on Facebook, like informing everybody, like going play by play of my night. And I got like buddies reaching out to me, like, "Hey man, are you okay? Are you gonna live and stuff?" So I hate Facebook, um, all because of that. Well, in like election season. Oh yeah, well get you ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get ready. And, and then of course with Twitter, I just want my sports information, but I hate Twitter even. Like I just want to go on Twitter and like see some like puppies. Or like some good things happening. That's what in threads the world. is for. Get on and threads, now, man. Now Are you it's on like threads? People like getting shot and like punched in the face. 
Twitter's a weird place. Well, Twitter, Twitter has eroded, it's fallen apart, and it's gambling just bots too. it's a mess. There's so many of those bots out there. And the porn bots. And I, I didn't pay for my blue check mark, and I refuse to pay for another one, so or Hell pay yeah. for one. So it's it's just not going to happen. If Same. Odyssey wants to pay for it, that's fine. Same. It is out of principle for me. Damn it, Same. it's not going to happen. Get on Threads. Threads is Threads is like Threads is a combination of like Instagram and the good parts of Twitter, kind of molded all together into one. It's a very peaceful place. I think you'd like it. I'll try it. Okay, I'll try it. Threads. All right. I'll write that down. You, you've heard of it. You're acting like you've never heard of it before. I'll write that down. So so on Instagram, anyway, yesterday I was – I like the Ravens. I think the Ravens win the game. But I'm kind of talking myself into the Chiefs just being that classic villain, being like the Patriots pretty much throughout the 2000s, right, where you have the best quarterback and you have the best coach in Andy Reid and you have a really good defensive coordinator in Steve Spagnola. And, like, you could get dominated for three quarters in the trenches by the Buffalo Bills where they're rushing for seven yards per carry. And then in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, you look like the 85 Bears mm-hmm. against the run and Chris Jones is the best run stopper in the league. So I've just talked myself into Mahomes doesn't lose. He's been in the AFC Championship game every single year since he's taken over as starting quarterback in Kansas City. He has more playoff wins through the first seven seasons than any other quarterback in NFL history, even Tom Brady. And uh, they clipped the video, right? And I'm just talking about like how I've talked myself into the Chiefs, but I want to see Lamar and the Ravens do it. And I called Mahomes the greatest of all time. And there's certain people that are, like, flipping out over this. Yep. Like, is he not the greatest of all time? Is this, like, a hot take? I don't think it's a hot take. Talent-wise, Tom Brady can't roll to his left and fire a dart 50 yards mm-hmm. to his left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Mahomes can make throws. Tom Brady himself will tell you that Patrick Mahomes is more talented, that Aaron Rodgers is more talented. Now, I'm not saying they're, they're going to be more accomplished. I don't know that Pat Mahomes is going to win eight, nine rings. He could. He's only 28 years old, man. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I I didn't think that was that hot of a take. Well, but I love that, like, that conversation went from just right now with the Chiefs to you just throwing out a comment about Patrick Mahomes. But you know what always happens on social media. Anytime you have a strong opinion about something, that's when people get upset. There's a reason why we do what we do. We're, I'm not going to shy away from how I feel about something. You're not going to do it either. Yeah. And if people disagree, well, there's a re- we don't just say it just to say it. There's a reason why. And look, I'm with you. Patrick Mahomes and what he's been able to do this year right now with this this god-awful wide receiver room and the walking brain farts that he called that are out there every single week that he has to deal with and an aging, partially distracted Travis Kelsey. And uh, listen, I love Rasheed Rice, but he's not a number one. That should show you what he's like, what he's able to accomplish as a quarterback moving forward. He can make everybody better. Just because they're bad and he's having the worst statistical year of his career shows you actually with that group how good Patrick Mahomes is because they're hot garbage. Well, the funny thing about it was I'm at the gym and I don't even get my full workout in. It's leg day and I don't even hit the squat <laughs> rack because I'm sitting there arguing with KRSQJJWTT. I know this isn't even a real human. He's a robot. Dude, you never never ruin your your, your workout to argue with bots. But I'm thinking then on the way in, I'm like, (laughs) I'm not even a Mahomes guy. So where I was going with that is I always argued, at least for like the first four years, I'm like, Rodgers is better. Rings don't matter. Dan Marino, zero rings. You know, Trent Dilfer has a ring. Are you telling me he's a better quarterback than Dan Marino? No, absolutely not. It's the ultimate team sport, right? And, uh... But I'm thinking, I'm like, why the hell am I defending Patrick Mahomes? I'm not even the biggest Mahomes guy. But then it, it clicked. I am. I'm a Pat Mahomes guy. 
Pat Mahomes. Why would you not be? Pat Mahomes has replaced Aaron Rodgers now as my favorite quarterback, I think, in league history. And I was, I'm a Brady guy. I'm a Rodgers guy. I'm team old guy. You know this. I love mm-hmm. Brady. He's an mm-hmm. alpha male. You know, um, Giselle, you really screwed up. That man had a goal, and you tried to come between him and his goals. He said he wanted to play until he was 50, and you broke his heart. Now he's not playing anymore. He should still be out there. Instead, he's going to steal Greg Olson's job. Greg Olson should be in that booth forever. Team Greg Olson. But anyway, dude. It occurred to me, I like Mahomes, right? The only thing I didn't like about Mahomes was his annoying-ass brother in the TikTok videos. He's gone. Like, you couldn't find him on a milk carton. He's a a runaway train, never coming home like Soul Asylum. He's gone. Brittany, I like her. She's a ride or die. They've been dating since high school, okay? And she's at every game cheering on her man. I'm cool with that. I think Taylor Swift is cool. I think Kelsey's brother's cool. But the coolest and why I know I like Pat is Pat's dad. Pat's dad is like every uncle in my family, smoking on that Joe Burrow. I love Pat's dad, and I love Pat. And, uh, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm done trying to deny it. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. You know? Give him Bill Belichick in a top-10 scoring defense. This is the best defense he's ever played with. One more question for you. Mm-hmm. What other quarterback would have the Kansas City Chiefs playing in this game on Sunday other than Pat Mahomes? I could maybe argue Joe Burrow. But I don't put Joe Burrow above Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow, but I, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler yeah, Boyd, yeah. Pat Mahomes, NVS, Sky Moore. But see, well, yeah, I, obviously I get it. You're, but again, that doesn't take away. I don't like when people try to name other talent that's around a really good player and do, like take down the level of talent that they have just because of that. Because in reality... All good teams have some level of talent that's out there. I understand we talk about how bad the receiving room is for the Chiefs, but in reality, there is still Travis Kelsey. Rasheed Rice is a very good receiver, and Isaiah Pacheco is a real threat out of the backfield as a receiver and as a rusher. So Mahomes also has Andy Reid. Like, there's going to be smart, talented people around any successful organization, any successful business. It it doesn't matter. So in the end, yes. Would Joe Burrow be downgrading the offense that he's in if he was there? Absolutely. But do I think that he could still get the best out of them? Yes, I do, because, look, he maybe can't run and throw side-armed or his left hand with his eyes closed and his head spinning around like Mahomes can, but he finds his own ways to make really, really accurate and really good throws. Mahomes is so good that these dummies, these talking heads all day long, like the last 48 hours, we're talking about, like, can Josh Allen get the job done? Is Josh Allen the issue in Buffalo? Is he a winning quarterback? Like, yeah, Josh Allen's awesome, dummies. Like, no ball. Learn ball. He's, He's really good. He's just not Pat Mahomes. And I listened today... Um, the only podcast I listen to that's not an Odyssey or a BetQL podcast, because you know I start my, my morning with the daily tip, and I don't stop until we're off these damn airwaves at midnight. But, 11, 11. Well, Eastern. I feel yeah. like it's midnight yeah, when yeah. I get home. It's yep. midnight, so yeah. Yep. Uh, but the only other podcast I listen to is the Kelsey Brothers, and they call Soda Pop, Team Midwest. They're from Cleveland. <laughs> they call their mama. Like, I've, I've never yeah. related to more. Like, I love these guys. But um, you know what makes the Chiefs great? And I hate what? to be this, like, narrative like oh well Travis Kelsey said it on his podcast because usually with pro athletes they're robots like that's why I do love Rodgers because everybody else is like heart determination he's on there like yo I think the Pope is really a lizard king you know and and I'm like this guy's interesting that's the kind of athlete I want to talk to you know what I mean but I was listening to Kelsey today and he was talking about McCole Hardman and how he fumbled and he's like that's on me I should have picked up the block we're going to get him in the end zone he's going to make some plays coming up this week and the way that he talks about Mahomes the way that he talks about Mm -hmm. Chris Jones but the way that Mahomes picks up his teammates like I love Tom Brady and I love Aaron Rodgers when things weren't going perfectly great for them they'd be on the sidelines moping bitching by themselves Mm -hmm. when Mahomes if somebody makes a mistake he was like, pick your head up. You know, don't worry about that play, dog. We're, I'm, you know, I'm coming back to you. You're going to make three more plays in this game. Like, they believe in each other. That's like a family. And that's why 
I was like joking that Kelsey's going to ride off into the sunset. He'll probably play like three more years, and even if he loses a couple steps because of the relationship with Pat, he's still going to catch 60 to 70 balls every year and have double-digit touchdowns, and then when we get to the playoffs, be the best tight end ever. Uh, but, man, I don't know. There's something special going on with those guys. You know, don't clip that because these that I'm really going to get crushed. When you should no no you double down you dig not your you, heels not in. Not you guys. Not you you guys. dig your heels some, in. Some you... guy called me something something not nice on there about, oh, no. about Mahomes. Yeah, well, of course, I bet he's really uh you know it's he's, everybody's brave when they Same can sit there. with kindness, just, offer him a lollipop yeah. like they did at the bank when you were a little kid. Here, be yeah. quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know what Santa carries the gifts in? They told me to get off Mahomes. What you know? But you know. What yeah, I'm but saying. I know exactly what yeah. you mean. Yeah, off of his yeah rhymes with stick. How about that uh, Patrick Mahomes also two to one to lead the playoffs in passing touchdowns. He's sitting with three right now. Again, Baker's got six. Think about this: Baker's the leader in everything. Monster playoffs for Baker Mayfield. Again, an yeah. extra game is in there. We talked about this before the season started, right, or before the playoffs started. The one thing you have to factor in is how deep is a team going to go, and also. How many games are they playing? Are you including a, a guy that's part of a wild card team? So Baker's up there with 686 passing yards and six touchdowns. Jordan Love has five. Josh Allen has four. Dak has three. Mahomes also has three. Purdy's four to one, only with one touchdown so far. Obviously, one game divisional round. That's it. Lamar's four to one with two touchdowns, and Jared Goff is at six to one with three touchdowns right now. So again, you might think Goff great price already has three touchdowns. Problem is, then you got to think that they're going to beat the 49ers because. You're in a situation here now where, I mean, let's say he throws two. So then he's got five. All right, Lamar maybe throws a couple. He'd be at four. Maybe it's Patrick Mahomes at two to one. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just one game. Because, I mean, Brock Purdy's only got one touchdown yeah. right now. Yeah. See, I think he could. And that's why that's interesting. Because I don't know that I would like the AFC matchup. I expect them to beat Detroit. Obviously, mm-hmm. the market does. Um, and. I don't know that they're going to be able to run the ball. I mean, we, you know, Brad talked about going under on I Christian know. McCaffrey rushing yards. I'm not going to do that. I did I'm go over brave. on their receiving, uh, you know, the two games without Debo. And I know Debo might play in this game, but even if he does, he's not going to be 100%. The two games he flew over the number, you know, with the receptions. And he even had seven receptions against Green Bay for only 30 yards. They actually did a good job for once wrapping up and tackling in that game. But I think he might get used more in the passing game. And I think this might be a big Purdy game because uh, – the secondary for Detroit is where you hit them, obviously. The pass defense is mm-hmm. bad, but they're a top five, top ten run defense, and they could get after the quarterback. So if they blitz a ton, I think this might be a big purdy game. But, yeah, man, I don't know about four or five touchdowns. And then when we get to the Super Bowl, he might be going against that Baltimore pass defense. And we saw what rush. happened last we saw, time. We saw Christmas Day how that looks. Or he'll be going against the Kansas City Chiefs, also really good. But also they blitz a lot, seventh highest rate. So maybe he could torch them. Yeah, I don't know. It'd probably be Mahomes if I'm looking at the plus money. It'd be crazy if it was Baker, though. Me and Peej actually had that last week. Most passing yards, divisional round weekend. We got a 7-1 to price on that. So, uh, shout-out to Baker Mayfield for that. But Yeah, I mean, Mahomes at 2-1 to one and then Baker at 3. It's... Because, I mean, really, six is, six is a lot. And you got to sit here and look at each one of those quarterbacks like we just pointed it out. And it's, do they advance? That's one. Because you want, really want two games to add those things up. And then what would the matchup be? In the Super Bowl, that's another, you know, the defense, what that's what that's going to look like. And also, what just happens in your game this weekend? Like, there's a lot. This is a this is a really tough market, I think. This is yeah. this is a really, really tough market to be comfortable in there. Or you just blind bet and say, I like it, right? Like, yeah. just screw it. I'm just going to do it and have get a little something on it. Yeah, because it's tempting anytime you're giving me, like, two to one, three to one odds with Patrick Mahomes. Right. My guy. Hey, Pat. But <laughs> th- the thing is. The total in the game is 44 and a half. They're not expecting a whole lot of scoring. Mm-hmm. So, 
And, and even when and if they get into the red zone, it's not like the Chiefs are hitting a ton of explosive plays right now, and it's not like Baltimore's giving up any explosive right, plays. Right. So when they do get in the red zone or in the end zone, it's probably going to come from you know runs, Pacheco, Mahomes using his legs, maybe. So. Yeah, I'd probably stay away from that market. Nothing there for me. Oh, Baker, man. All said Baker. and done, man. Great playoffs until that final throw. Don't bring that up. I know. I, ha- I hated seeing it. I was rooting for him. I, I really the, was. I had the money line. I know. It's Bet MGM tonight. Let the conversation continue with Bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Ryan Horvath, Nick Ashew. Uh, the Chargers' social media team is a 10 out of 10 tonight, Ryan. They are just having an absolute blast with the Jim Harbaugh news, with him taking over, be the new head coach in Los Angeles. Just if you f- don't follow him on X Twitter, Twitter X, or Instagram, or uh, Threads, Ryan, if you want to get on Threads, you could certainly do that too. They just, they're just, they're doing this all. You know what? I don't even have words. Yeah. They're just great. They're funny and they're creative, and I love it. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, like the last four years, that's really the, all they had uh, going for them. Really, it was their social team. Their social team's terrific. <laughs> they are one of the best in the best in the NFL, uh, without question. If you missed it, the breaking news: Jim Harbaugh will be the new head coach of the L.A. Chargers. This means Justin Herbert will be maximized, my friend. Finally, of course. Watch, we're all going to get excited about this, and it's all just going to be a flaming pile of poo, and then it's just going to be a big let. I don't think it probably no, will. No, it no, won't. no. It I won't. don't know that they win the division because Pat Mahomes and, and the Chiefs are still in that division, but I do think that they win, you know, 11 games. I think they're a playoff team. I mean, they they went to the playoffs last year. They should have actually won a playoff game last year. They were gifted four interceptions yes, they were. from Trevor Lawrence in the first half of his first playoff start, and they still couldn't close the deal. And that was because of Brandon Staley. Now you get Jim Harbaugh, who does nothing but win everywhere <laughs> he goes, from San Diego or is it San Diego? San Diego. You know, he won at Stanford with those geeks. Granted, he did have Andrew Luck. I was pretty good. Kind of good, And yeah. my boy, Kobe Fleener. Shout out, Joliet Catholic Academy. <laughs> Shout out, Indianapolis Colts. Sparky's a Colts fan. Well, Sparky Pfeiffer jumps on with us now. Host of the Green and Growing podcast. And, of course, Packers as well. Curt and Long podcast. The podcast you're uh, very familiar with, Ryan. Before we get to any of those, uh, your reaction to Jim Harbaugh taking the Chargers job? Looking forward to uh, Ohio State winning the national championship (laughs) and Ryan Day going to the Broncos to replace Sean Payton, who gets fired after next season. That'll be fun. Ryan Day at the Broncos and Harbaugh with the Chargers. I I think Harbaugh uh, is just a great addition to the NFL, regardless of where he would have ended up. You know, Atlanta, there, wherever. He's just good for football wherever he is. Uh, And, again, like you said, Justin Herbert gets a real coach. A uh, real offensive coach, and I don't think it's all going to be on him because Harbaugh likes to run the football a little bit. Um, that news earlier today with Vic Fangio uh, getting let go as defensive coordinator with the Dolphins. Uh, he's not going there because, by all accounts, Minter is coming with him from Michigan to be the defensive coordinator. So it looks like Fangio will probably go to Philly because uh, Fangio was his defensive coordinator last time he was in in the NFL, obviously. Uh, but you know he's going to put together a good staff. Um, then obviously, when it comes to the draft, he knows most of these guys. He's seen them. Uh, so the draft will probably be pretty good for the Chargers. I tend to agree with Ryan that Chiefs probably still with the division. Chargers are in second in the playoffs every year, and then see what happens. All right, Spark, uh, we're going to talk about Joe Barry, I know, but the reason he got fired was uh, he sucks. I want to talk more <laughs> about what's going on with the Bucks because they have the second-best record in the league. They were 30-13. and 13. They have a, a small lead right now. Giannis already has six points. Why did the Milwaukee Bucks fire head coach Adrian Griffin? Same reason Joe Barry got fired, because their defense sucks. It's no different. I mean, two teams in the same state, same issues. Uh, their defense is horrible. Their offense 
has not utilized Damian Lillard probably nearly enough. I think he's a little frustrated by how the offense uh, has worked. Uh, the front office who put him in the final three for Giannis to talk to when they were doing their coaching search after they got rid of Mike Budenholzer, put Adrian Griffin into the final three. Uh, and then when Giannis decided he didn't like Nick Nurse and he wanted to play for a former NBA player instead and then went with Adrian Griffin, immediately the red flag went up when they forced Terry Stotts, the former Trailblazers coach, into that situation to be his lead assistant uh, without you know really him getting any say in it whatsoever, Adrian Griffin. Another red flag goes up when Stotts walks out uh, before the season starts um, and says, yeah, I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore and leaves because I think there was probably maybe a lack of respect there from Stotts to, to Griffin as far as you know maybe how good he thought Griffin was going to be. I don't know. Uh, so he walks out. So they don't fill that hole forever. Then the in-season tournament comes, and this, again, is coming from the Athletic yesterday. But apparently, after they lose to the Pacers in the in-season tournament, they once again force somebody else on Adrian Griffin. This time it's Doc Rivers. That was the day that Adrian Griffin got fired. He didn't know it, but that was the day he got fired. Because from that point forward then, Doc got to watch all the game film he wants, give himself some time to figure out personnel, what he would want to do, so forth. Maybe line up an assistant he wants to bring with him. Maybe it's David Yeager. That would be fine with me. Uh, and then, you know, move forward uh, when everything was ready to go, once there was another bump in the road or whatever the case may be. And, you know, after the Pistons, and they won both games, but neither one was easy. Both were a struggle for different reasons. Uh, they move on. I'm shocked they did it. Uh, I probably shouldn't be, uh, but I am. Now they're paying two head coaches that are no longer – uh, head coaches for the Bucks are paying Boonholzer still. Now they're going to pay Griffin for you know, the next couple of years, and now they're going to pay a huge chunk of money in order to get Doc Rivers to be the head coach to come and choke it away in the playoffs like Bud did for years <laughs> yeah. in Milwaukee outside of his one run. Yeah, you better pray that they never have a 3-1 series leader. They'll be in big trouble. I was thinking about this, like Quinn Snyder was just chilling on a beach, and then he left the beach, and he gets the call to go take the crappy Hawks job. Man, he probably would have got that first phone call over Doc Rivers. So he's got to be kicking himself because he could be coaching the Milwaukee Bucks. But what I wanted to ask you, uh, and I forgot to ask you this today when we recorded the Curtin Long podcast, uh, how much of the blame do you place on Giannis? Because I know Giannis wants a big say, and you have to let Giannis do whatever he wants, right? Because uh, he's your franchise player, and you won an NBA championship with him. But... I mean, he didn't want to be coached by Nick Nurse. At least those were the reports. He didn't want to be coached by Nick Nurse, who's already, you know, got Philadelphia looking much better this season. Now you're stuck, I would say, with Doc Rivers. And he wanted Adrian Griffin and then immediately had buyer's remorse with Adrian Griffin, wanted him out. I'm just saying we always criticize LeBron for being a coach killer, including myself. Like, how much blame do you put on Giannis here for wanting Adrian Griffin and now him uh, being fired after just 43 games? None. Zero. Zilch. Because it wasn't like he went to the ownership group in the front office and said, I want to play for Adrian Griffin. He just chilled and said, okay, y'all do your interviews. When you get it down to like a final three or whatever, let me know. And then, you know, I'll talk to these guys, whoever you got. They presented Adrian Griffin. They did not present Doc Rivers back then. Doc Rivers wasn't good enough back then to be in their final group. But now Doc Rivers is good enough to override a guy that was in their final group at the end of the day. And even if Giannis said, I want to play for a former NBA player, well, Doc is. So he qualifies way more than Adrian Griffin. And then the reports that came out uh, from Chris Haynes, which was apparently the Bucks thought that they might take a step back this year, with the same roster as the previous year, and apparently that's why they felt comfortable going forward with a rookie head coach because they weren't they didn't have huge expectations coming into the year. But then they trade for Damian Lillard. Well, now expectations change, so now we need a proven guy. I want somebody to explain to me why they thought they were going to take a step backwards this year. 
Because for me as a fan, if you have Giannis, it's championship or bust. Regardless if it's Drew Holiday or Damian Lillard at point guard, you have Middleton, you have Lopez, you have everybody you had last year for the most part. You add Malik Beasley, and we're talking about we're going to take a step back, and we don't have as high of expectations as an organization, so we're going to let some rookie guy take over and be our head coach. That, that makes no sense. I, I feel like that's after the fact of trying to make excuses of why you screwed that whole thing up. So, no, Giannis only went with what was given to him from an interview standpoint. Obviously, Kenny Atkinson would have been better than Adrian Griffin probably, too, at this point. He was the other guy they interviewed uh, and talked to in that final three. Uh, but, no, this is on the front office. They thought Adrian Griffin belonged in the final three. Then they clearly did not trust Adrian Griffin from the get. Yeah, it's just crazy to think a team that has these win-now aspirations to bring in a rookie head coach. It just never felt like the right pairing from the beginning. I know that Dame obviously happened later in that trade. Uh, Bucks right now are up 21-18, Sparky, on the uh, the Cavs. Is this a team now with Doc Rivers that will really turn it around defensively? Because I know some of it's about effort, but some of it's also Dame's not a good perimeter defender. Malik Beasley's not a good perimeter defender. They're getting guys up at half court and just getting beat, and everybody's just running right down the middle to, to Brooke Lopez. It just feels like there is a level of scheme that they could fix, but some of it's also, too, like, they just got guys that can't defend. Nah. And a lot of this, they had a lot of this last year with Bud. Now, yeah, Damian Lillard and Drew Holiday are exchanged, and there's obviously a difference there, clearly. Drew Holiday's a great defensive player, uh, an inconsistent offensive player in the playoffs. He's really inconsistent. Uh, so now you get Lillard, and you hope in the playoffs he's that you know, big-time scorer. Now, again, offensively, he's having you know a down year by his standards, clearly this year, uh, as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. But for me, as a fan, what I don't like, I don't like watching Brooke Lopez run out to the wing and try and guard a guard and leave the basket, and then somebody takes a shot on the other team, and there's offensive rebounders all over the place because they pulled Brooke out to the wing. They do it consistently. They do the same thing with Giannis. So essentially the other team is just scheming to get the big away because of all this switching that they're doing. I would think the defense has to get better. By God, it can't get any worse than it already is. And again, Doc's had a month to look at this offensively. He said it on podcasts in the last month before we knew this whole thing was going on, that, you know, he would just pick and roll Giannis and Lillard all day long. Well, they tried it with Griffin, and it hasn't been very successful. So hopefully Doc will have more success offensively and they'll get more points. All right, moving over to the NFL. The Packers uh, replaced Joe Barry. We don't know with who yet, but they fired Joe Barry. Ron um, Rivera, you can have him. Yeah. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we want – Sparky and I talked about this. I mean, I want Jim Leonard uh, really badly, but most likely that doesn't happen. So, um, do you think that was the right decision to move on from Joe Barry? And uh, who would you like to see as the next defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, you and I are locked up in this. Obviously, it was the right move to move on from Joe Barry um, and go forward. And you and I both also agree we don't want uh, Staley from the Chargers, former head coach. Oh, no. I saw a report today, I forgot who it was with, saying Staley will not be considered for that job. So I'm very happy to hear that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Jim Leonard is, is the right guy. Now, again, you know, Joe Barry plays that same type of defensive scheme that the Rams play, uh, that all these teams play that are running the Shanahan offense, that San Francisco plays uh, as well. Uh, so now the question is, are, are you as Matt LaFleur going to go and play a completely different scheme than what all your cohorts are playing that are running the same type of offense that are the disciples of, of Shanahan? Uh, are you going to be the outlier? Because, you know, Winkdale would be an outlier because that's nothing like what they play with these the Niners and these other teams. And he was he had a lot of compliments, called Winkdale one of the best in the league when they played the Giants. Now, will he take that step and go get them? Um, I I can't imagine he does. That's really polar opposite 
of what Lafleur has preached in the past. Uh, but Jim Leonard, you know, former Badger defensive coordinator, uh, was offered the job before Joe Barry the last time. He turned it down in large part because he thought he was going to be the next head coach after Paul Chris. Well, Paul Chris got fired. Luke Fickle got hired. Uh, they were all out the door. And this last year, he was consulting for Brad Bielema in Illinois, the former Badger coach. Okay. He's still in Madison. So he's still in the state. It just makes the most sense. Like, if you thought he was good before, the opinion shouldn't have changed. He's available as all can be right now at this point. Go make the hire, fix a wrong, uh, and move forward. And as Ryan and I talked about and Kurt and Long today as well, he is a guy that played the safety position. And the Packers are horrible at the safety position. So let him come in and not only help fix the defense, but help you draft somebody that can come in and play the position the way it's supposed to be played. So now that the season's done, it's all wrapped. What are your overall impressions of Jordan Love, year one as the full-time starter? He's a stud. I mean, obviously, I mean, if you look at the, the, the stats, he's a top-ten quarterback. I mean, you might be able to get to a top-eight quarterback if you start putting all the numbers together. I, I don't I don't think there's any debate on that. Now, the question is going to still be, you know, in big situations, um, you know, like what happened against San Francisco, you know, does he make the dumb throw a la Brett the Favre? Five. That that type of deal, but he had what four game-winning drives, I think, this year in the fourth quarter. Uh, so he showed the ability to come up big when they need him, uh, and he just he looks like a stud. And he's going to be somebody that's going to get what forty-five, forty-nine million dollars a year on an extension coming up uh, this off-season. His offense is all super young, all on rookie deals. So this whole thing of oh, you got to take advantage of him on a rookie contract. Well, maybe so. The Packers did it backwards, right? So you're going to pay him, but everybody around him are going to be on rookie deals for the next three years or so. So the offense is going to be super young, which means you'll be able to spend some money if you want to spend it on maybe a veteran safety, maybe a veteran middle linebacker to replace Devondre Campbell uh, or somewhere along those lines. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I don't. I mean, if you look at that division uh, right now, um, I think going into next year, I take Jordan Love over everybody in that division. Except for Caleb Williams. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, really quick, 90 seconds, but you didn't think you were going to get asked this question. Reese Hoskins to the Brewers, two years, $34 million. I was so pissed. I mean, the Cubs, I'm a Cub fan, spoiler alert, and uh, we steal your manager, we pay him all this money, and then all of a sudden Tom Ricketts and Jed Hoyer just go on vacation, you know, for the for the last no, two months. No, I, I called that. I called that, and I was joking, but it's been true. And that is... Ricketts, who's a cheap you-know-what, was a former partner and owner with Bud Selig of the Brewers years ago. That's where he became into Major League Baseball with Bud. So since he's been there, nothing has changed. And I said, boy, oh, boy, he's probably looking at counsel going, man, he can do it for $100 million. We give him 50 more, we give him 150. I don't have to spend 250 or 300 million, and he'll make all the magic work for another 50 million a year than what he was spending in Milwaukee. And I save a lot of money. That is exactly what it looks like it's going to be. That's exactly what's happening. Um, Are the, yeah, Brewers the Brewers winning the Central with 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 that with that team though? You think? Uh, it's all going to depend on how good these young guys are. I mean, they're young outfielders that were you know essentially in the rookie year last year. Sal Freelick. Uh, Joey Weimer, uh, and Garrett Mitchell wasn't necessarily a rookie. He was in his second year. Garrett Mitchell, but he was hurt the majority of the year. Those guys are all going to get playing time. Jackson Churia, who some think is you know the best prospect in baseball, him or Holiday from the Orioles. They signed him to a huge extension, so he's probably going to be there on opening day. They compare him to Acuna. Uh, so if he ends up turning out to be a stud, uh, yeah, it's all going to depend on their offense. But the Hopkins deal allows them to have a real cleanup hitter because they didn't have one yeah. last year.
so, and when Thomas is in a contract year, yeah. so maybe he hits well in a contract year for him and see what happens. Steve Sparky Five for Kurt and Long Podcast, Green and Growing Podcast. Always love talking to you. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Spark. Horvath, Horvath, I, I forgot you're a big baseball guy. You and I should yeah. do a Brewers podcast. No. That'd be good. <laughs> no. He's, he, he's avoiding baseball now. No. Hates baseball. No more baseball pods. <laughs> Still haven't got my paycheck for the last one. <laughs> Would you rather? Next, it's BetMGM Tonight. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Timberwolves starting to pull away from the Wizards, Ryan. Hoping you didn't bet on them tonight. I did it. Good. Good for you. 75-66 in the third quarter. Rudy Gobert, 14 points, 11 rebounds. Just please, if I can tell you one prop every single night, the center and maybe even a power forward, bigs that play the Wizards. You take the over on their rebounds. You take their over on their points. You could do it separately. You could go points and rebounds. I don't care. Just do it. I took the over 13 and a half. Gobert rebounds. He has 11 already in the third quarter. And 14 points. I should have done points too, but he's not a big score. Doesn't matter. I'll get one. Yeah. It's just every, every single time. Every single time against this team. Yeah. I don't want to toot my own horn. You but should. I, go ahead. I'm, it's fine. I am the greatest. I am the best sports better on this network, and I don't think it's particularly close. Uh, I gave out um, so many bangers the last two weeks in college hoops. Central Florida outright. I don't know if you you, you were here for that one. Uh, but tonight, Brandon Miller. And I'm only joking, by the way. But I gave out Brandon Miller. I think social needs to clip that so we and tag every single host on this network. Don't do that. And we can start show wars. I'm in. Don't I'm going that. after I you, Jenks. I'm going after Jenks first, damn it. I don't want to do show Your wars. Great I, hair. I hate show wars. We, we did that one time where I like said something, and then I went on BetQL Daily. And somebody played the judge, and there was like a court. I never want to do that again. I'll, I'll go on all the shows. I love everybody. I start my day with no, Daily don't, Tip don't. with Chelsea. We, have, we have stuff to do. Stuff. <laughs> no, but Brandon Miller has 23 points, uh, seven rebounds, and three assists. So uh, I said he's going to go over the points, rebounds, and assists with points alone, and he's going to. Yeah. It's the start of the fourth quarter. And he has already 23 points. I am the greatest of all time. I told everybody Bama on the money line. Bama right now with the lead at the half. Feeling good. See, Feeling listen, myself. we publicly talk about things we've bet. And people love to be the one, oh, how'd that work out for you? Like that parlay that Trista and I had that had like 3 million views on Instagram and everybody was like, we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, dopes. It was like 40 to 1. Tell them. And then it didn't hit. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess it didn't hit. Yeah. That's because usually those types of things don't hit. That's why it's a long shot. So when you know what, when you get some right, Ryan, yeah. you pat yourself on the back, you yeah. ring that bell, and you yeah. toot your horn as much as you want. And damn it, yeah. you tell everyone you're the greatest sports better of all time. And then in college hoops, <laughs> I gave out Bama on the money line. They're up 44-30 on Auburn. 12.5-point favorites. They're now minus 2,000 on the money line. Uh, we bet that minus 120, so feeling pretty good there. And then uh, Rice tonight. Only down three to Florida Atlantic. 26-23 going into the half. So we're looking pretty good. We already got Brandon Miller home. Now we get those two home. We take them, and we bet a little bit more, just a little bit more, on, drum roll, the Baltimore Ravens there and the Kansas City Chiefs under, even at the crappy number of 44-and-a-half. I've seen it. I know how that game ends. How does it end? 24-20. All right. Did you have a dream about it? I did. Yeah. You have dreams about stuff a lot. Ravens win 24-20. Have you ever kept track of how right your dreams ever are, though? Yeah, What's your dreams record? My dreams are 7-3 and three against the spread. <laughs> Stop, they are covering at a 70% clip. <laughs> no, I did have a dream about Baltimore and uh, Kansas City. Did you have a dream about Jim Harbaugh coaching the Chargers? I did have that dream. You did? 
Yeah, I had no, last didn't. year, unfortunately, oh. and I ran to the window and I bet the ticket, and then I was like, oh, it was only just a dream. It was, unfortunately. Brandon, but now we were a year late. You were technically right. It just happened today, yeah. right before the show, as opposed to last year. So, yeah, Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. I can't wait to see what their win total is. I know we're a long way off. We got nine free and agency in nine and a half. Yeah. You think it'll be that? Well, we, we need to see what they do this offseason. What if they get aggressive? I know I know they don't, they're in cap hell, but these teams always find a way. Restructuring contracts, releasing guys. Uh, there are ways to work around the salary cap. Ask the Saints. They did it for like half the time Sean Payton was there. So we'll see. I would expect there to be more hype around him. I think they'd try to bait you into it more and get a 10.5, but that's that's a big number. I don't know. Would you take the over on a 10.5? Mm. No, I'll take the over on 9.5. Okay. 10.5's pushing it for me because it's year one. We love Herbert. And we like some of the pieces on the defensive side of the ball. Like, hell, like even like when Brad Evans jumps on with us, first guy he mentions on defense is Joey Bosa. Yep. But how many games do you expect Joey Bosa to actually stay healthy? I know. It's so hard to predict because he's just never on the field. Cleo Mack's going to be another year older. And uh, you, yeah, I, I just. I, and the, I think they keep Keenan Allen, though. Yeah, I think that. He's I don't expensive. Know that he's going to take but, a pay cut, though. I, I think he's going to. But you got to still have talent to be able to throw the football too. If you keep him, and let's say you gut the rest of that depth chart at wide receiver, you keep him and you draft a bunch of guys. That may be the direction that you have to go. But okay, Joshua Palmer, like, do you keep him? Eh, probably. Quentin Johnston's already a bust, but he's cheap. He's you know on a rookie contract. So you keep him. Mike Williams probably gets cut. Yeah. After that, I mean, who else? Jalen Guyton, Alec. Alex Erickson or Keelan, none of these guys matter. You keep Keenan Allen, you probably keep Quentin Johnston and hope that you can get more out of him than you got the rookie year. Mm -hmm. And then everybody else, it's a fresh start. Free agency, tons of wide receiver talent in this draft. But you got to have one. You got to have one go to wide receiver for Justin Herbert. So I think Keenan Allen stays even with the price tag. Yeah, so you say goodbye to Austin Eckler. You're not going to pay a running back. Mm -hmm. Um, you either cut Mike Williams or Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had the better season, but he's really, really expensive, and I don't think he's going to take a pay cut. So what you do is with that top five pick, you have to take a wide receiver. This is definitely the year to do so. Maybe you luck out, you get Marvin Harrison, and if everybody freaks out and takes quarterbacks, probably not, so you get Malik Neighbors. I mean, I like all these wide receivers, man. Mm-hmm. And you could get a couple of them. Look what Green Bay did. You know, for example, Bo Melton caught a touchdown in the NFC Divisional game against the San Francisco 49ers. He was on their practice squad the first 10 weeks of the season. Nobody knew who Wicks was or Romeo Dobbs or like Christian Watson. You know, you got you to gotta hit on some of those later picks too. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs this year. If you have the quarterback, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say wide receivers don't matter because like look what Tyree mm-hmm. Kill does for an offense in Miami for Tua. But like if you have a good enough quarterback, Mahomes, Rodgers, Tom Brady, then you could work with, uh, you know, some of these dudes now because there's there's plenty of talent at yeah. that position and they have their second round pick too the Chargers do you're picking at 37 so yeah. maybe you go corner there you know you try to go one side of the ball then the other side because we know they need improvements in both of these areas look teams teams can draft well and turn things around very quickly look at the Jets before obviously Aaron look at the hype around the Jets and all of the young talent that they were able to draft look at the Texans and what they were able to do this year alone with those rookies and just the all the young talent that's there. If you make smart decisions and you nail a few picks, you're not going to get every single one of them right. But if you at least hit a couple and you get major contributors on rookie deals specifically, that's how you can start to keep a team together and some of the veterans that you still want to have, like a Keenan Allen. Like, I get it. He's expensive. He's not going to take a pay cut. But 
you know what, in the end? You get what you pay for, and Keenan Allen was damn good this year. And hopefully Jim Harbaugh is smart enough to understand you got to have somebody to throw him the football. But I'm just fascinated to see what the Chargers do this offseason. I think it's going to be they're going to be aggressive because, again, Harbaugh doesn't want to come in and rebuild. He wants to start winning football games now. So, all right, it is a Wednesday, Mr. Scott Lynn. How about we play our play ourselves a little game on a Wednesday? It's now time to play Would You Rather with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network. Would you rather on a Wednesday? Nick, Ryan, we'll get right to it. Would you rather the Thunder, Nick, or the T-Wolves to win the West? Plus 850 currently. They're the top two seeds. I trust the Thunder over the Timberwolves. I really do. Uh, Minnesota's been a team that's kind of underachieved for years. I really was turned off by that loss they had to Charlotte the other night. I know there were a lot of blown calls in that game, but they blew a massive lead. You lose despite 62 points from Carl Anthony Towns. I love Anthony Edwards, but... Beyond Anthony Edwards, there's a lot of guys that you have question marks about once you get to the playoffs. Rudy Gobert is one of them. We saw it with Utah for years. Same thing with Carl Anthony Towns. They've underachieved for a long, long time. I, if I had to pick one team that would even fall off from these current spots right now, I would expect the Timberwolves to do it over the Thunder. The Thunder are legit, guys. I mean, you you guys know how I feel about them. Sam Presti, best general manager in the NBA. His ability to build a winner with that team and it's all draft picks is incredible, the way he identifies talent. Shea Gilgis-Alexander's not going to win MVP this year, but he's going to be an MVP at some point. This team keeps going that way, and now you threw Chet into the mix. They're, they're legit good. They're a team that has a lot of chemistry. Everybody knows what their roles are. They're well-coached. I absolutely love the Oklahoma City Thunder. Out of those two, I would take the Thunder at plus 850. Yeah, this isn't good for TV, man. I feel like we got to do the uh, Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith thing, and I have to take the opposite take just to then argue take with it. you. Then just do it. I can't, though. Because you coward! I can't because like with OKC, they just seem like the perfect regular season team. I don't know that they get to the conference finals. They could win a playoff series, of course, but they're young, and I think they care about the regular mm-hmm. season. They're going to give everybody their best shot. And they're going to try hard. They're going to play hard all 82 games. Um, whereas with Minnesota, you know, uh, they got some young guys, but they also have some vets, man. And down the stretch, maybe they rest some guys. And, and I'm with you. Like, OKC, they're just – they got guys, man. They got dudes. I mean, Shea is a legit MVP legit. candidate. Has the third best odds to win the award. Could give you 40 any night. Averages 30 a game. And then Chet – I knew Chet was going to be good. I didn't know he was going to be this good this early. You know, we talked, oh, he needs to put mm-hmm. weight on. I don't know, man. He's a dog out there. And Josh Giddy's been playing really good basketball as well. So I'm with you. It'd be the Thunder for me. Got time for, yeah, one more quick one. Would you rather, Ross, start with you, Lamar Super Bowl MVP at plus 220, or how about a Lions alt spread plus one at plus 210? I do like Would that number. Rather? I do like that number, and I'm kind of like talking myself into Detroit, but I can't do it with Detroit. I think San Francisco is going to curb stomp them, whereas I think the Ravens win. I think they go to the Super Bowl. I think they win the Super Bowl. That's why I covered myself up last night and gave all that love to Mahomes. Kill him with kindness. Lamar's already going to cash that MVP ticket for me in two weeks. Perfect timing, too, because it'll be on uh, the night before the Super Bowl. We'll be in Las Vegas. I'm sure I'll be really responsible with that money. <laughs> I, But I, I think that if the Ravens get there, 
you know, I, I definitely think Lamar has a shot. The only thing is, like, you worry if he's the regular season MVP, do they give it to somebody else? I just I don't know who else you can make the case for, you know? Maybe Odell Beckham Jr. has a, has a huge first half like he did in the last Super Bowl against the Rams, but I think I would go Lamar Super Bowl MVP 2-1. to one, plus You know one. what? Because I'm not going to be a coward like you, Ryan. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Give me the Lions plus 1 and plus 210, damn it. The Detroit Lions are a team of destiny. The Detroit Lions are a team that has no fear. The Detroit Lions are playing with house money, damn it. Give me them at plus one. Do I think that's actually going to happen? No, but that's part of the game here, so I'm going to go the opposite way. The team Take that it. can't. What did Dan Campbell <laughs> say at Hard Knocks? The team that can and the team that will. That was last year's Lions, though. Guys, I'm just, I'm just so damn proud of this team, no matter what happens. Scott, I just want you to know that we're going to go out there and we're, we're going to make Detroit real proud. It's going to be real, real proud. I love Dan Campbell. He's going to cry if they win this oh, game. Oh, he's going to cry. Of course he's or going they to. they lose this game. That guy drinks like 50,000 milligrams of caffeine a day. He's a big, tough former football player, and yet he cries and gets emotional and is truly in touch with his feelings. And damn it, Ryan, I support that. Good for him. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I do too, though. I, You know what? I take back all the bad stuff I said about Dan Campbell. Yes. I called him a glorified gym teacher. Yeah. He's a motivator. He doesn't have to be the X's and O's guys. He's got the smart guys. Well, I don't know about Aaron Glenn, but Ben Johnson's damn smart. I'm just so proud of Ben Johnson and what he's done in this team. It's amazing. Jeff Feinberg on the Chargers next. This is going to be good. It's Ben oh, MGM yeah. tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.